MSU, a nice 69. Wisconsin, a not-so-nice 65. That's a great road win against a top-20 team for your Michigan State Spartans. And, oh, yeah, how about a former Spartan here to talk about it with us? Anthony Ayani, let's get it popping. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My Spartan friends, my Spartan family, I'm not even going to ask how you guys are doing because A, I can't hear your answer, and B, I know how you're doing. It's a victory after a road game at Madison. We're going to talk all up and down about that, and we're going to do it with this gentleman joining us today. And no, he's not just former Michigan State Spartan basketball player. No, he's not current author. No, he's not just current all-around awesome person. He's also a birthday boy today, Anthony Ayani. <laughs> Happy birthday, my man. How on earth are you doing? Just bring us to church, man. Man, thank you, Matt. Um, I appreciate you having me on on my day of birth, man. And I'll tell you what, man, it's been it's been like, you know, again, I'm thankful for the birthday wishes, the calls, the text messages. Um, you know, I'm not I'm going to try so hard not to get emotional right now because like it's sure the last year of my life, man, personally has been it's been a challenge for me. Um, I'm not going to get into any detail about it, but just sure. the just the wishes I got today, man. Like it really goes to show like how much people really do care about me. And I cannot thank oh, yeah. everybody enough for reaching out today. It from the bottom of my heart, it really means a lot to me. Everyone loves AI, of course. I love AI. Everyone <laughs> loves AI. But you know who else loves AI? Is the team that used to play for Michigan State because we have Anthony Ayani trivia coming at the end of this show. And <laughs> while doing this, I found a stat that I just got a name right now. And it is ever since you came to Michigan State in the 2009-2010 season, when Michigan State plays a game the day before, the day of, or the day after your birthday. So January 9th, January 10th, January 11th, Michigan State is now 11-0 and 0 when they play anywhere within 24 hours of your birthday. So uh, Let's how about go. that as a Let's gift go. right there? <laughs> and of course, it came in a no-sweat fashion tonight, right? At the know, right? center, Michigan, uh, Michigan State had the game the entire time. It was... <laughs> Certainly not the 40th iteration of Michigan State versus Wisconsin where it's one possession the entire game. And, oh, my God, a team goes up two possessions. That seems like a 15-point lead. It's over. And then AI. Like, who impressed you the most at the end? Because it, it's a tie between Malik Hall and A.J. Hogard, who played like grown bleeping men down the stretch. But who do you give the end of the game MVP to? I got to give it to Joey Hauser. I mean, hey, I no, mean, okay, sure. I mean, because if you sure. think about it, I mean, he hit that three to put us up. I think it was two with like two minutes to go or something like that. And that was nice. That, that that's coming off a game too where he struggled, you know, shooting wise. And so he needed a game like this. And so you know, and I think it shows our fans too, like, hey, like he may have one bad game, but then he comes right back and puts up twenty points. Like I, I gotta get, I gotta give a lot of credit to Joey tonight because you know Joey buckets hit a big time shot tonight buckets no i honestly you hit the the nail on the head right there because even in the preview show yesterday you know talking with ryan herons of locked on badgers and he asked how's joey hauser doing because he has wisconsin ties and i said good the whole season but the last game was kind of yikes like hey 10 mm -hmm. rebounds you know he performed well on the boards uh, he had a late bucket against michigan that kind of sealed the deal but who did he have some horrible misses and then it's like oh man we've seen this kid kind of have one bad game and then it snowball into horrible games or AI, how about this? How about just going on the road 
to a state where you're not like necessarily welcomed when you play basketball there right. and <laughs> just just drop 20 points eight rebounds six of six from the free throw strike michigan state got to the line 17 times today made 16 of those free throws and that's something that michigan state has just not been that great at uh so far this season is getting to the free throw line but 17 times and they made almost every single one of them count like that that might be the stat of the day overall so we could we could talk up and down about who the player of the day is but stat of the day that, that's got to be one of them right there and it's just the free throws and it's really not like like how many times do you see a stat like that when it comes to michigan state like the, the, a lot make... on the other side right right exactly exactly and on top of that like they go and make like 16 out of 17 like oh yeah you know, that, that that's – it's an impressive stat. And I think the more and more Michigan State gets to the free throw line in games moving forward, like, they're going to be a really tough team to beat. Yeah, no doubt about that. And one more stat, too, and this is a stat that I named after the Michigan game, and I'll probably continue to name this stat <laughs> off. And this is from the A.J. Hogarth department of not turning the ball over. He did have two turnovers tonight. Look, Michigan State, yeah, the turnover bug was back, 14 turnovers. But I, I don't know about UAI, but, like, I, it's like Cole Center never put the basketball court on the ice tonight like that it, it was almost an unplayable surface so like some of the turnovers have to be credited to that of course i'm not absolving michigan state from every turnover but like i i don't know like do you remember that being an issue back like when you play a cold center that it was just a a, a greased floor basically or that that never occurred to me but maybe i misremember no i mean i mean we when we played there um in, in, in the couple of years that i was there like we didn't have that problem at all and i okay. don't know if i don't know if that's just something that's just a one-time thing i know when um and i know when tyson walker slipped like it was right in front of wisconsin's bench like you know right after the timeout so e yeah. even robbie hummel on tv was saying you know was there water gary spill something there and so so yeah i mean i i found that very interesting that you know, we had a lot of guys slipping tonight, but like you said, I mean, it, it didn't have, it, it had somewhat of an effect on us, but like, you know, we were able to rebound from that. And, you know, like, like you talked about in the beginning, like we got a big dub. It's it's not easy going in to the state no. of Wisconsin and winning a game like that. I mean, the Cole center is one of the toughest places to play. And the fact that you were playing a Wisconsin team that was coming off a loss to an Illinois team, that's really up and down. And yep. the fact that Michigan state goes in there, gets the win. And now, basically puts that on their tournament resume moving forward. I mean, that's big for that's big for this team. It is big too. And this is such a, a footnote that's maybe even completely off the page, but like the, also tonight, like Kentucky lost at home as 20 point mm -hmm. home favorite South Carolina. Like that, that is no longer like even a great, maybe not even a good win for Michigan state. So to get no. any road win that you possibly can look, you, you never apologize for road wins in the big 10. Yes. I know that no. Tyler wall was out. Okay. That that's, that's just it doesn't crazy. matter. Okay. It, it does not matter. I don't care if Wisconsin was playing five frat brothers on the court. Anytime <laughs> you win in the Big Ten on the road, you're going to feel happy about that. And I'm sorry, my mind is in a hundred million different places right now. I, I got the attention span of a goldfish. I am wired after that game. I should finish the stat I was going to say about A.J. Hogard, shouldn't I? <laughs> Do it. But this was another impressive stat from A.J. Hogard. Two turnovers, okay, which you know, not great. Obviously, you'd like to have zero, if not one. But two is still, okay, solid-ish for a point guard, mm -hmm. especially with the wonky conditions going on and as good of defense as Wisconsin plays around the perimeter. That's A.J. Hogard's eighth straight game, Anthony, with two or less turnovers. So, yes, he did get benched uh, long ago. Um, it was before – yeah, it was after the Northwestern game or before mm -hmm. the Northwestern game, after he had the four-turnover performance against Notre Dame. Turn it around big time. And 
I just like just man ball for him down the stretch man ball for him. Like I, I love it. it. It really is. Especially like when, whenever he gets in the post and post point guards up, like he's tough to beat down there. Like he really yeah. is a post player in a point guard's body right now. Um, but, and I really think the benching may have helped him. I really do think the benching may, may have been a wake up call for him as well. And, you know, I'm just excited to see, you know, there was that old saying with the Detroit Lions, which shout out to them, you know, futures looking bright for them. Let's um, go. But like there was that old saying, like the Detroit Lions will go as far as old as old number nine will take them. Matthew Stafford will take them. The yep. same goes for Michigan State when it comes to AJ Hogar. Like this team will go as far as AJ Hogar will take them. And like as, if he can keep this focus up, man, defensively and offensively, like this team is going to be dangerous in the long run. And they really will be. Well said. I, and I love that post player and point guard's body because that's all you got in the last, what, three, four minutes yeah. of the game. And yeah. not to mention, too, like how many times can we see this guy hit clutch free throws with less than Ooh. a minute in a one or two possession game? Like he is – hold on. Knock on wood. He is ice water in yep. clutch performances at the free throw line. Like just overall, obviously, the season he's doing fantastic from the free throw stripe. I got the stat in front of me. 85% on the season, wow. but, man, in the final minute – the percentage is even higher. So it's been incredible for AJ Hogard. Um, hey, I, we got to talk more about this game. No doubt about that. But first, I, sadly, gotta, I, I feel bad doing this to a birthday boy, but I got to kick you out of here for, just for a hot second. Just for a hot second, because I got to talk the people's ear off about betonline.net. We got some wild card weekend coming up, gang. That's right. We got games on Friday, Sat- no, Friday Saturday, Sunday. What am I talking about? How about Saturday, Sunday, Monday? The Friday night game I want to tease is the Illinois game. You can find all the props, all the fun lines at Bet Online because they are your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to basketball. Hey, you know, hockey's in the mix. We got some PGA golf going on in Hawaii as well. They got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I'm going to fetch a guess that you don't mind them if you're listening to this right now, you can find more of those at betonline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get in on all of your sports betting action. So head to the website today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and action that is at betonline where the game starts. Now let's get this birthday boy back into the mix. His name's Anthony Ioni. I don't need to introduce him. You already know who he is. And we are celebrating the 69 to 65 victory at Wisconsin. And I don't, I, look, I'm going to bring up a point and I don't even know how I'm going to land the plane. Maybe you can help me here, but I, I was, I was going to be a salty, salty podcaster coming onto this uh, show here. If this game went South for Michigan state, because like, look, Steven Crowell, great performance you know I, he had 20 points i think 15 points in the second half or something like that mm-hmm. undeniable when were they going to start calling the hooks around the defender's oh. body were they going to do that the 19th time he did that uh, or the 20th uh, time dude. when were they going to do that and also like okay phantom travel call on malik hall when it should have been yep. an and one we're yep. playing on, on a mickey mouse slip and slide court which is ridiculous <laughs> so like i was about to be a very just uh, undeniably bitter salty fan here but michigan state even got above all of that. I mean, look, it wasn't a total ref show all game, but in key spots, it was eight on five and got above that to win. And like, God, just a, just a gutty win. I, I, I'm really trying not to be prisoner of the moment, but like best win of the season, especially considering how back Kentucky is now in hindsight. Like I, is it maybe, I don't know. Am I, I crazy? Mean, I might be crazy. No, I, I don't think you are. And 
and you talk about the eight on five scenario. I mean, it was eight on five, you know, just a few days ago in East Lansing. I mean, we're, we're not going to talk yeah. about that, but you know, yeah. I think, I, <laughs> I think this team kind of has that motto of, you know, anywhere, anytime, any place and kind yeah. of a us versus them mentality. And so I think we know by we, I mean, Michigan state, like they're not mm-hmm. going to get calls on the road. They're not going to get those calls from the referees. They know they're going to get hosed a couple of times. So, but they got to play through that. And that's what they did tonight. But I think right now, if you look at the resume, yes, as of right now, Wisconsin is the best win. And then I would maybe put Kentucky if Kentucky can, you know, get their, you know, stuff going. But yeah. if you think about, if you think about this too, the Penn state wins looking good too. Very, because Penn, yeah. Penn State is playing very, very well right now. I mean, I think they're like what, like thirteen and six or something like that, or like twelve and five, something like that. They're so, humming. Yeah. yeah, they are. They they are a very good team. And so, and I'm not sure if we get a shot at Northwestern again this year. I'll have to go back and look at the schedule. But you know, the Northwestern loss isn't as crazy as it looks right now, too, because they are on a hot streak right now. I know, I know. I forgot what bracketology it was that I'm looking at because I look at about forty a day. But there was one that had Northwestern as the, the first team out of the tournament. And in a lot of these that you're seeing, you know, Penn State is – they're either in that last four in or the last four buys or whatever. There are some that have them out, but, like, the, yeah. the majority has Penn State in. So, like, that, that is a tournament team on the road that Michigan State has got to win against. And, I mean, look, no shortage of big games coming up for Michigan State, yeah. right? This was the first of five games or maybe the second of five games. I'm sorry. I'm doing a horrible job right now looking at my notes. Might be the second. Might be the second. Se- yeah, se- second of five games here where they only have two days of yeah. a break here. Yeah, and it, like, it, yep, Michigan, how, how Wisconsin. Oh, d- it's funny. I was talking to Austin Thorne about this last Friday when I went and watched okay. practice day for the Michigan game. I said, "At we've never had a we, you and I didn't have a schedule like this. Like this is okay. insane because because like it would go the games would either go Tuesday Tuesdays and Saturdays or Tuesday Sundays. Like just you know because mm-hmm. that's what ESPN and the Big Ten." you know, as far as contract purposes goes, you know, at the time, you know, did. But now you got Fox Sports involved, you got BTN, you got CBS. So the games are now anyway, and they're playing on MLK Day, you know, which they only get like, I think a day in between Illinois and like, which which is mind boggling. I'm like, why would you even like schedule something like that? You know, I I get I get the purpose of the day. Absolutely. But it's like, why would you schedule that? It's impressive. Yeah, it is. It's impressive. So but again, there's a reason why Coach Izzo put Gonzaga on the schedule. There's a reason why he put Kentucky on the schedule. There's a reason why he went to go play Alabama yeah. and those teams out in Portland. Like he's he was doing that to prepare his guys for this schedule. Because as you and I know, the Big Ten is the SEC when it comes to basketball. It is one yeah. of the toughest, you know, grittiest and you know best conferences in the country. So that's why Coach Izzo did because you know he knows that this schedule is going to get brutal. Now you got to go on the road to Illinois. Then you got to yep. play Purdue. And then I think you got to play. Um, I think it's you know, Rutgers at home. Yep, Rutgers. Yeah. Yep, and then and then you got to go play Iowa, and then you got to play Indiana. So like, it, it's a tough stretch. And like like Coach Izzo said, if they can get through this stretch, winning two out of three games or or like three out of five or something like that, he's going to take that because I, I was thinking about this when I was driving home, Matt. I think whoever wins the Big Ten conference is either going to have five or six losses. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. I, I I don't see a team that's going to be like. Oh well, they're going to be sixteen and four, or they're going to be eighteen and two, or they're going to be seventeen. No, like I, whoever wins this conference this year is going to likely end up with five or six losses. It, it, like I, I agree wholeheartedly because I thought last year that like, hey, Purdue was a top in the driver's seat. You know, they'll right. lose twice, but no, that that didn't happen. If they couldn't do it last year, then 
I, yeah, I could see it just being a complete bloodbath to the finish line. And it, it speaks a lot to what Izzo said yeah. a few weeks ago. We brought this up on yesterday's show really quick. But, like, this is the deepest the Big Ten has ever been in a long time. Yes, I And agree. he also added the, the disclaimer of not the best. He did not say the best. He's not the most talented the Big Ten's ever been. But, yeah, any given night, like, there are 13 teams that could really pop you. And even sometimes Minnesota, that 14th team, gets squirrely. Yeah. You know, like, they almost yeah. beat Wisconsin. Not mm-hmm. too long ago. So, like, it, it's just, like, no easy outs. And I do want to um, correct that stat that I completely botched earlier. This was Michigan State's second of five games where they do just have that two-day break uh, coming up, just like you alluded to. Friday against Illinois. And then, yeah, you get Saturday, Sunday. But, okay, 2.30 tip against yeah, Purdue. So, exactly. you're not even enjoying the full morning of Monday to recover. So, it's a gauntlet. But, yeah, you're the second person whose opinion I highly respect to say that where – Izzo schedules those early season games, right? Mm-hmm. Gonzaga, Kentucky, um, you know, all, all those games that we're kind of losing our mind in the offseason about. But they kind of schedule those games to win these kind of games. And the other guy that right. said that was Graham Couch wrote in his column, Lane State Journal, that well, that's why they beat Michigan, because yeah. they were in an uncomfortable spot. They played in uncomfortable games, like the aircraft carrier game. Not yeah. comfortable whatsoever. So <laughs> there it was. Right, exactly. And that's why, like, you know, early in the season, you know, when I was on Twitter at the time, I'm off it now, and best decision I've made so far. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, But when I was on it back in the fall, and then we were scheduling all these games, everybody was like, why would they do this? Oh, there goes the NCAA tournament. Like, it's like, like, guys, like, that's why he scheduled these games, because he wants to get an idea of what his team is like, because he knows the Big Ten is going to be tough. And he knows that once it comes tournament time, his guys are going to be ready because of the schedule that they just, the gauntlet that they just played and dealt with. So the gauntlet that they went through in the fall or early late fall is the reason why they're going to get through this gauntlet in the next week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Nailed it. And before we flip the page, move on to other topics here, anything, anything else that came to mind about this game, just really quick. I, I thought Carson Cooper maybe had his best. He game uh, honestly, like it wasn't perfect, yeah. but for, for his limitations and just how raw he still is yeah. like, Good on you, you know. That was uh, not bad. Honestly, honestly, Matt, I really think that moving forward, I think we're going to see a lot more Carson Cooper because just how yeah. physical he was with Hunter Dickinson. Like, he made yeah. it tough on him on Saturday. And just how physical he was tonight, like, I think that's going to be his role moving forward is to be that guy that's going to be physical with you on the defensive end. Offensively, like, just do your thing. Go set some ball screens. If you get an additional offensive rebound and keep the ball alive, like that's fine. That's going to be your role. But I think defensively, he provides a little bit more than Jackson Kohler does right now. Because as as you as you saw early in the game, Jackson Kohler was a little slow on his feet. Like the up and unders, you know, were yep. were beating him tonight. But then when you add Carson Cooper in the mix, he wasn't falling for those fakes. He wasn't falling for those up and unders. So I thought he did an incredible job, and I really think we're going to see a lot more of him moving forward. Plus, he's been on the scout team too. So he knows, you yeah. know, the scouting, the in and out of the scouting report, and who he's playing on the scout on the scout team. So I think that's a big thing, you know, the, the big upper advantage that he has right now. Yeah, and so he he tied his career high of minutes played tonight, twelve minutes, mm-hmm. and it was a very early switch away from Jackson Kohler, who, which like Kohler, obviously not laterally the quickest guy or whatever, but like. I, I will give him an NIL deal if just for once he doesn't <laughs> bite on the pump fake on that on that move that guys yeah. just absolutely grill him on. It's every time he jumps. And I think Izzo said, all right, that's enough. Uh, Mr. Cooper over there, uh, you'll be taking the court for 12 minutes. Uh, g- good luck. They're going to throw hooks at you. They're going to barrel your shoulder into that, but go, go get him. I think that, yeah, because like another year in the weight room, I think, can pay 
dividends yes. for him. And I want to be careful how I word this. I'm not saying he's going to be the next, you know, Stephen Crowell. But on yesterday's show, Ryan Herons of Locked On Badger says that, yeah, Stephen added like 20 pounds of muscle, 25 pounds of muscle in the offseason. And he's become a much, obviously, more physically gifted player, but imposing the Big Ten. I don't think Cooper's going to be imposing next year, but you know, he'll have more weight to throw around because he does throw his body around right now. Just add, add a few dozen pounds. I mean, lock him into Brody. It- and, and he's athletic too. He's really he athletic too, yeah. Matt. And, and like once he learns, like obviously getting a year under his belt as a freshman in the college game, like he's really gonna like work on his game even more. And he's like, like, like I said, he's so athletic. You throw the yeah. ball up to him, he's gonna go and get it. So I think obviously he's gonna benefit a lot this offseason. Like, and I'm and like you said, the expectations are not setting high or anything like that. Like, this is yeah. where he's starting off right now and where we think he can go next year. Even just like a guy that's maybe six, six points a game next year. I don't know. Keep yeah. biting off your, your 10, 12 minutes a game. I, I'm not asking for Naismith numbers, you know, but yeah, it, it was it was an encouraging sign what we saw tonight. Um, oh, yeah, overall, hey, look, I, I know that MSU got grilled in the post, but they went away from the double team in the second half, which I thought was the correct move to do. Yeah, and obviously, smart. well, yep. sort of turn out in a win. So, yeah. Hey, there you, there you go. Wasn't. <laughs> it, it worked out. So. Yeah, there you have it. Um, I got to ask you really quick before we get to some Anthony Ioni trivia here. Oh, boy. <laughs> How was your reunion weekend over in the Michigan game? Like, uh, Oh, my what, God. Walk us through the whole weekend. As, it, uh, it, was, it was so much fun, man. Um, I actually um, worked out of uh, our Lansing offices Friday, and I was able to get off work early. So I went out and watched practice, got to see some okay. of the guys. And we had – I was told on Friday we had over 300 alums coming in. A hundred, what was it? A hundred plus, a hundred plus former players, 75 plus managers and like over 50 plus secretaries. So, I mean, it was just incredible. And just like, you know, as you know, when it comes to the mission, the rivalry against Michigan, like it's even more, it means a lot more to us alums. And so for us to like, not only witness a win, but to get out with a win, you know, the, the the reunions are much more fun when you win because when, whenever, whenever (laughs) we lose during reunion weekend, it's not like the, like, it's like the, Airs let out of the balloon. Like everybody's just not into it anymore. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was awesome. Then we had, you know, a gathering at Hall of History and, you know, and Coach Izzo talked to us. And then we all, um, we all had, a, we all went out to the field house afterwards, which Coach Izzo came out and joined us. I was like, man, I've never seen this man at hey, a no. bar in my, <laughs> exactly. Wow. I, I was like, <laughs> I've never seen this man at a bar in my entire life. This is the first time for everything for me. And so, but, you know, just just the fa- as you know, this, Matt, like the family atmosphere that is Michigan State and just like it's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it's it's it, and I think somebody said it best to me, like you, you can go to Duke, Kentucky, you know, they got I'm sure they got reunions. But when it comes to what we got mm-hmm. in Michigan State, there, there's no comparison. man. so, you know, and, and that was actually the first time we've all been together, too, because, you know, we you know, we had a reunion. We had a reunion last year, but we didn't have like a gathering afterwards because of COVID. So gotcha. for us to be able for us to be able to have it this year, it meant a lot to to a lot of us. And everybody was just really happy to be back. That's awesome. Who who runs the show when you guys meet up? Like, who's the biggest character, I guess, amongst the former oh, players? Pep. Pep. Okay. Poplowski, man. It's it's not even close. Like, he, you know, when he walks in, man, like, you know, you know, the attention is going to be on him because he's the, he's one of the biggest guys in the room. Yeah. And, and I remember, I'll tell you the story really, really quick. So we went to the upstairs part of the field house. It was closed, um, but we went up there to take a big picture. And Poplowski goes, Hey, 
I'm gonna go turn on the lights. I'm gonna start uh, start serving some drinks over here. And we're like, what lights? So he turns on the lights to the bar that's over here, and he was actually looking around, and we're all and we all start laughing. I'm like, nice. he he seriously went over there and act like he owned the place. So Pe- Pep's that. a character, man, and we love him, man. He he's the mayor. He's the mayor when he comes back to the reunions, man. Everybody knows him. That's awesome. Well, hey, tonight on your birthday. And of course, um, undefeated on, on your birthday day. Let's not forget that celebration as well. 11 and 0. 11 and 0. 11 and 0. We need to schedule a, a triple header January 9th, 10th, and 11th next year. Needs to get put, I'll reach out to Kevin Palga and see what he could do there. But I'm coming for Undertaker's 20, 21 and 0 <laughs> WrestleMania record streak now. <laughs> we broke the halfway point. So let's, We're halfway let's there. keep that rolling. <laughs> To round out the show, though, we, we need to put all the focus on the birthday boy, Anthony Ayani. So we have five questions here that are Anthony Ayani-themed. Oh, um, you'll understand what I mean here. Uh, so, okay, you came to Michigan State in the 09-2010 season. You were there in the 2010-11 season, and of course, 2011-2012 season. That's a three-year window, okay? Mm-hmm. 10 yep. to 12. All right, I just want to make sure all the listeners understand this here. Right. In that three-year span that you were there at Michigan State, who scored the most points for MSU? When the three years I was there? The three years? Yeah. When, when, when you were there just watching someone fill up a hoop, who's doing it the most? I know. I know. Oh, man. I should have dramatic music. Yeah. yeah. Where's the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Oh, man. You got this. I believe in you. You got this. Gotta be, it's gotta be Draymond, right? It's gotta be Draymond. It, it's gotta be Draymond, Anthony, because it is Draymond. Oh, he scored okay. oh. 1395 <laughs> points. That's right. All right. My, That's eight. There we go. My second Not, guess was my second was Kalen Lucas. My second was Kalen. And I believe he is second place, actually. So yeah. um, you would not be too far off there at all. So look at you rocking and rolling. <laughs> AI, you were there for the 2010 Elite Eight game against Tennessee. Um, spoiler alert in case anyone hasn't seen that game yet. Michigan State won that one by one point. Anthony, who was the Spartans' leading scorer in your 2010 Elite Eight game at Michigan State to get you to the Final Four? I know. I would not have gotten this right. This was a little too far back in the memory bank for me. So how how good is your memory bank, though? I know um, I know Raymar, Raymar Morgan hit the free throws. Sure did. Sure did. Oh, yeah. Got that right. But Darrell was named um, the most outstanding player for the region. So I'm going to go Darrell Summers. Two for two. Look yes. at you, Jarrell Summers. <laughs> filled the hoop, 21 points. And I, I completely forgot about this, just how efficient he was. 10, sorry, 8 of 10 shooting from Mr. Summers in that game against Tennessee. Anthony, what number did you wear in college? This isn't the question, but this is set up uh, for I was going to say. That would be insulting. If it, I was like, come on now. Uh, 44. 44. Hmm. Anthony, who was the next player to wear the number 44 after you graduated? Gabe Brown. Who was... Is it, though? Is it? Or is it? Is it Nick Ward in the 2016-17 season? I I forgot about Nick. I I thought it was Gabe Brown, too, to be honest. I I know. I know. You know, it it, it makes sense now because Gabe was 13 his freshman year. 
And yeah. I, I forgot about that. And then yeah. um, he switched from 44 after that. Dang it, I should have known that. Uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Ford. Nick Ford. Uh, All right, now, now we're getting into now we're getting into tough territory. And uh, honestly, like any Spartan fans that get this right, like you are a not so fan. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's start with this one. The last one is going to be incredible if anyone can get it right. All right. But before that, since you left as you went to Okemos High School, is that correct? You you went to yes, Okemos. Yes, sir. So I just want to triple check on that one. What two players have played on Michigan State that are from Okemos since you have played there? There have been two guys that have come from Okemos to play for Michigan State since you left. Well, obviously, kind of George is one of them. CG um, is one of them. Shout out, shout out to my little bro, CG. Um, <laughs> and then Dan Chapman, Dr. Swag. Danny C. Yep, Dan, that's right. Dr. Swag, baby. <laughs> Dr. Swag. <laughs> oh, it's we, not him to that nickname. That's hilarious. We we we, we call we called him D Swag all the time, and now That's now awesome. now Dan's a doctor, so I call him Doctor Swag. Oh snap! Legitimate yeah. Doctor Swag. Let's Legit go, Doctor Swag. <laughs> oh man! And uh, AI, you know what? One more time, just to stroke your ego on the way out. You are one of five players in Michigan State program history to win both an unsung player of the year award and the walk on of the year award. One of just five players to do so. Now, I think it'd be crazy to ask for people to name the next four. I was going to say, you're not going to ask me to name the next four. I'm not. I was just going to say, can you name one or two others? But obviously, I'm going to give all four names here. Uh, And if you could get all four, um, go go to Tom Izzo's house and tell him that you got all four of these because you're the best state fan, and he personally should know this. Um, Tell him I I sent you. He definitely knows who we are. (laughs) He knows who you are, obviously, but yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't work out. So Um, I'm I'm actually going to take my shot and name all four. Go for it. Let's go. Okay. Um, so, okay. So this so Timbo's walk on award was started after. So I'm trying to think of walk ons. I believe it started one of these awards started in 07, just to give people yeah, a 07. time frame. Yeah. It, yeah. The, t- the walk on award was 07. Um so that's the window we're working with here. Yeah. yeah so, I'm not gonna have a player from like 1979. Right, 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 right. Like that'd be crazy. I, I, I was gonna say, like you, <laughs> right, that'd be crazy nuts. to do that. J- right. Jumping Johnny Green. Um <laughs> yep, nailed it. That's one. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but let me see here. So myself, I'm gonna yep. go um Kobe Wolleman. Yep. All right, that's one. I'm yep. gonna go with I'm gonna go with one for one. That's strong. Yeah. One that's for strong. one. Um, yep. I'm trying yep. to think here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Connor George. Did Connor George? Yeah, Connor George. Yep, yep. That's two. That's two. Right. Two down. Um, two down. I'm gonna wow. go next one. I'm gonna go with. It's very exciting. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I'm trying to think. I'm gonna go Dan Chapman. No, I'm ah, sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Tough. That's I'm a tough to... gauntlet to run. <laughs> CG, CG, Colby, myself. Yep. Um, I'm just trying to go through the list here. Sure. Oh, um, Kenny Goins. Oddly enough, no. Seriously? I, oddly enough, I might have to double check that because, yeah. of, or tri- triple check that rather. But I, no, I, 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 he is not in my notes for that. Man. Um. One more strike, and I'll give you yep. the other two. Here. I, I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take one more crack at this one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to go through the list here of walk-ons and everything. Um, Matt, uh, Matt Van Dyke. 
Matt Van Dyke. Matt Van Dyke. That is a third one. That is a third one. Well, let's go rocking and rolling here. That that's the hardest one to get, I think. Uh, yeah. Personally, the, the pride of Emily City. Let's let's go. Let's go. Um. Yeah. So you you got you got one more to go if if, if you want a last second crack at it. All right. I'm trying to go through all the teams here. Um. So myself, CG, Matt, Colby. Um. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be, it's got to be Keebs, my Keebler. It's got to be Keebler because it is Keebler. Oh, That's man, right. you did it. That was an incredible run. And you didn't strike out. You just used two of the three strikes you, right there. You might as well, I, you, you might as well rename that category the Okemos Wolves yes. category. The Okemos, <laughs> or the Okemos Chiefs, whatever they want to call us these days. Man. <laughs> sure. The, the, the pride of Okemos award right there. But, there hey, you there go. You have I it. love that. Hey, good showing in trivia. Uh, great showing for our Michigan State Spartans on the hardwood tonight. A- anything you want to shout out really quick before you go? Any- anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tease here before uh, we-, we kick you off the stream and get you uh, to enjoy the rest of your birthday? <laughs> hey, man. Again, I just want to say shout out to Spartan Nation. Shout out to everybody that wished me a happy birthday on social media, text messages, voicemails. Like, you guys have no idea how much y'all mean to me from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Go green. We love you more, AI. You're the best, an absolute legend. So are you guys, anyone that listened, anyone that watched. Please rate, review, subscribe, and more importantly, hey, tune in tomorrow. Should be another fun show. And then, hey, we'll be previewing the Illinois game as well at the end of the week. But until then, hey, go enjoy this win. Love you all, especially you, AI. That's right. Go green. Let's go. 11 to know.